0: Page Mem. <clears throat> the Rebbe begins in what would I guess now be considered somewhat of a brutal way to uh, dissect to dissect the, the uh the Machlis and the spiritual ailments uh, of our times and it hasn't changed much it's gotten maybe a little worse in the last, uh, the last Fifty years, sixty years, but but basically, basically, uh, our nature hasn't changed, and therefore, although he's addressing the uh, Yeshiva bakram uh, he's talking to the big boys also, and, uh, as we'll see. Yeshnam, shall so, I so wait? Page mem the on the bottom. He says there are there are adults and children. There are people who do not feel anything wrong with themselves. They don't sense any chesaron. They don't feel that there's something missing and even though they're going through they're going this, this individual is looking at the Musas farm and he sees a detailed description of the horrors of certain negative characteristics of certain midas so he feels really bad about the people who are afflicted with that it wouldn't, it wouldn't enter his mind that it's something that he suffers from himself he, that he has that sickness himself that he has, to, he has to correct that and in his heart he doesn't feel pained nor is he worried about it; it doesn't uh, it doesn't worry him. Simin leitayfulo. So the Rebbe says this is not a good sermon This is this is not a good sign. Simin leitayfulo. Kikach derech achaylem. We we know what the, we know what the Rebbe saying here, but of course we think it's not about us. Kikar derech he says, this is the way it is when it comes to people who are, God forbid, sick. <speaking in Hebrew> that the more, the more severe the illness, the more advanced the stages of the illness, God forbid, the person doesn't really feel it anymore, doesn't sense it anymore. <speaking in Hebrew> Which of course the Rambam, the Rambam discusses at length there in Shemaine Prakim. <clears> the <throat> doesn't know that he's sick. The worst sicknesses are the ones that are that are not detected or that are not known until it's too late. He says there are others, adults, young people, that in his heart he begins to sense that he does have this khisarn. He begins to feel there are others who begin to feel that they talk, they, this is something which is. Which is deficient. There is something lacking. And he begins to worry, and it begins to cause him uh, some anguish and pain. He's thinking about it. That's probably most of us are in this category. That you realize there's something. There is there is something that's wrong. There's a deficiency. There is something. There's a chasarn. But you try very quickly in your mind. To explain this to justify to come up with tirutzim. Lamer, for instance, hello on uh, uh, you know so you're looking at you're looking into the seifer, and you see a description of this midah, and you say no it's really uh, I, I know what this is about and i and I have something of this, but it's not anywhere like it's being described in the seifer. it's not it's not haslam as as uh, as advanced as, as terrible as it says in the Sefer, Ma'acha Not only that, but the little bit of the sickness that I have in me, this little bit of a problem, Kemat It's really something which, it, 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 for all practical purposes, it has to be. Ki Sadik Barza You know, he "Listen, even my wasn't perfect. So if my wasn't perfect, and uh, the fact that I have a little bit of this, a little bit of this problem." That the safe is talking about, or that the, that the tzaddik is talking about, or whoever. The fact that I have a little bit of this, that's just because it's the will of Hashem that there be free choice in the world. It's like, I just, I don't want to mess up, I don't want to mess up any of the Rambam's 13 principles of faith. So since there has to be free choice, so, uh, therefore, there also has to be uh, something within myself that's still not yet perfect. <laughs> this way, I could work on that, and I could be, I could be rewarded for the work for my efforts. Or I don't have to really work on this because this is something which this is something which is just has to be by my nature. Nowadays, of course, that explains anything. You know, you, you could you could do any affair in the world. You could you could kill. You could you could you could do anything, and it's always a the the hazard is always that it's a, you know a product of my. I'm a product of my society, and uh, this certainly is my—you know—it's my parents' fault. It's my parents' fault. It's my 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 second cousin's fault. It's uh, my teacher's fault. It's never had dovatolui be. It's always there's always a hesber. There's always an explanation. So the Rebbe says that even though this person is this person acknowledges that there's a chisaron. He acknowledges that there's something that's lacking, there's something that's missing. Still, still, the Rebbe says that this is a shuttif, this is in partnership with the Yetzahara of not acknowledging one's faults. And this person's end is also a polluted soul and the darkness of hell. The underlying the underlying problem, the underlying cause of the sickness in both of these people, either the one that says everything is just great, everything is fine, or the one that says there's a little bit of an Indian, but there's nothing I can do about it. The underlying point here <laughs> this is something that this is, this is this is something that nowadays is the is the site of all of our sicknesses. The bottom line is that this person does not demand of himself greatness. he's accepted mediocrity. This person has accepted mediocrity he's come to terms with being mediocre. There are people who come to terms with that in business. I mean that's okay you don't have to have uh, you don't have to be so much li when it comes to business. you try to support your family. That's not so bad. but when a person comes to maybe that's even good well, this person doesn't have to kill himself but but when it comes to Ruchnias a person who does not demand greatness, as I've mentioned before, like it says in the Muslim Swarm, that if you don't dream of being a general, you're not even going to be a decent private. If you don't, if you don't have that drive to be to be a matzliach, and if you're not somebody that 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 is seeking, that is looking for godless, for greatness. So, the Rabbi says, then <clears throat> that is the site of the machlo. That you could you could tolerate these. De- Sees these faults, these problems. Why? Because you don't think that you, you've either given up on the possibility of being greater, of being a tzaddik, or being moving in that direction, or you don't think that you're capable of it. You don't think that you're capable of, of greatness. This is the ikachisarin in a person. I was talking about this last night somewhere that that. When it came time, to, when it came time to, re, to receive the Torah, it says that the nations of the world were jealous of the Jewish people. Niskanah so Hashem said, you know what? Bring me your yuchzen. Bring me a yichas. And if you bring me your yichas, you know, your family your lineage, if you bring me the yichas, like my children bring to me, then we can talk. Hovel Hashem Mishbechayis Of course they couldn't. And the Jewish people in this parish, of course, the whole parish is about yichas, right? This parasha, the family. The tribes, so that's how we got the Torah. So, I was talking about this last night that that's an odd thing. Listen, some of this Yichas, like, uh, that's not to receive the Torah, it says, can A little my Torah that says in Mishnah, <coughs> you have to learn Torah on your own, you can't rely on any Yichas. So, how's the North to get the Torah? We were using our Yichas. So, the Yichas the yichas here means that, that that the Jewish people, like the Repsodic says, that the Jewish people came into existence after Avraham Marvino, and Sarimena could no longer possibly have children. That's where we come from. We come from people who kept on believing, even when it was impossible. And we come <clears throat> from a nation that itself was born after it wasn't possible for there to be a child. That's where we come from. It was the yichus of Klai Yisrael, from Avram, Arvinu, and Avon, our yichus, our beginnings. It's not talking about that you know that, that my great grandfather was the you know was the uh Hullabalarouv, you know, and uh, he sat on a some in someplace in Romania and therefore I don't have to put on phone. You know what I mean? That's not that's not what it means. It means that's not that's not what Macabal the Tara. the Ychis The means that like Hashemizbach told Avavinu the that I took him above the stars and he told Avavino Ain Mazali is sold Shabbos," which means that we're not we're not stuck. A person can grow, a person can change. And the nations of the world are very jealous of that, because when a person sees inside of himself such ugliness, and he feels that he can't possibly ex- escape, he can't possibly change, so he blames it on, on he blames it on the, on, on his chromosomes, he blames on his environment, he blames on his parents, he blames on the therapist, he blames it on his pets. Whatever it is, he has always, he has someone to blame. The bottom line is, I can't get out of this. But Hashem's Baruch told us that our Yechus is, that ain't mazal yisrael, you're not mishubah to anything. If a Jew wants to be great, if a Jew wants godless, he's got it, he can become great. Godless is something which is within the reach of every Jew. And, and that's our yichas. That's where we come from. That's, that's who we are. So the Rebbe is saying that the the underlying the underlying cause of this illness, of a person not looking at his faults, or... To seeing the faults and making up all kinds of expla- explanations and excuses and so on. So the uh, the problem here is that we're not darshim, ain't em They don't demand of themselves greatness. They're satisfied being mediocre or less than mediocre. They imagine, they think that only great siddiquim have to worry about all these things in the svarim and all these tiny little midas. And I had this discussion, you know, hundreds of times with students of mine over the years. All well, these kids that come from non-from homes and non-from neighborhoods, and and they're learning and they're growing. So, so I'll talk to one of the boys about about a certain Indian, and he'll say invariably, you know, he would say to me, "But Rabbi, you should see my friends. <laughs> if you think you think I have a problem, you haven't seen my friends. Like my friends are doing this, my friends have done that, and I got this neighbor that just, I I wouldn't do that. I just do, you know, I do myself. I would never do that." So I think, I say I understand it's taking your time, but, but you know what? It's not a healthy thing to compare yourself to your neighbor. To somebody who never, to somebody who never saw a page of Gemara. To somebody who never heard of Rashi the Ramban. It doesn't. It's not a good idea to compare yourself to that person. I'm not saying that you should kill yourself or be hard on yourself. I'm not saying that you should that you should think of yourself in light of you know the Chovetz Chaim and, and and get and get down on yourself. But I am saying, is that a, that you should you should measure yourself by the Shocher You shouldn't measure yourself by by your neighbor. And but but people will often do that. I've heard that from adults. If I, I talk a little bit in shul, you should see what they are. Oh, my fellow, this is nothing. This is nothing. Or it comes to any favor, this is nothing there could be there's much worse than this. that doesn't mean that the person is seeking greatness. The person has become satisfied being in his place of mediocrity you know't it doesn't want to ruffle his feathers this is this is a this is a this is good enough this is good enough and then you ha, you hear that also with a spouse. Same for the other, I mean, this is a big problem with a husband and wife. You have one that's growing in you this kite, and the other one that says, "What are you? What are you doing? I'm, I'm happy with. Uh, I'm happy with the way we are. I'm always. It's not. It's never like that when it comes to panasa. Or it's never that the. It's never that the. Uh, it's never that the bathroom was good enough. You understand that that's there 's always room for improvement, <laughs> and you know you could have fifty magazines on your coffee table about home improvements but uh, but but if someone says you know i 'm thinking you know i think i 'd like to go to mikhamarov whoa 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 <laughs> we never did that before we never did that before we, we don 't have mikhamarov in our family that 's our traditions uh, I, I don't know i never had i never had italian uh i never had italian uh, jacuzzi either but uh it seems that we 're we 're allowed to you know be uh we're allowed to, you know, be darishim Hashem when it comes to when it comes to these things. We're allowed to be people who have who constantly aspire to greatness, right? So we, so uh, I grew up, you know, in some little apartment, someplace, you know, on Bedford Avenue, Chancery in Williamsburg, and you like you want to live in a nice house in uh in a nice neighborhood. So it seems that we are people who who, who are darishim godless. We do demand greatness. The greatness of going to Menuchemarv is a lot cheaper than the tiles you're looking at, you know. <laughs> and it works both ways. Of course, I'm just, you know, th- this is something that that happens very often. That, that a person will say, and it always amazes me that, you see, this is just a symptom of, of the emptiness. When a person says, I don't understand, why, why do you, do we have to change? Like, why do you want to do this? Everything was just fine. And that's not the per, I didn't marry you with this idea that, that you know, that you're going to leave me with the kids for 40 minutes for Minchamarv. I didn't marry you on that tonight. So, like, this changed. So when you and I went out, that wasn't part of what we discussed. So it's always a pellet to me. In other words, you have one one uh, husband or wife that can't acknowledge that somebody is trying to become better. It's, it, you can't acknowledge that. It's like it's like someone saying, can you imagine sitting at the table, and one starts to say Haru, God forbid at the Shabbos table, and the other one says, no, I, I don't want to talk Lashon Haru. So hold on a second. When we were dating, we spoke Lashon Hara. <laughs> no? so th- that's an Huxub, I think, that we're supposed to be talking Lashon Hara. <laughs> Therefore, we're supposed to continue with our Lashon Hara because this is our Mahalach. So the, so the other one says, what do you mean that's our Mahalach? That's what we did. That was wrong. And I'm trying not to do it anymore. I learned, you know, I learned that this is not a good thing, you know, and it's bad for you. It's bad for everybody. We got to change. So, no, that's that's not something. I can't accept that because that's not the person, you know, that's not the person that I, that, 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 that I married. And I understand. Making, I'm being a little bit uh, cynical about it, but I understand that that the that the spouse is a little bit worried about. You know, what does this mean? You know, uh, know, because I see that there are people like. Does this mean that, you know, this might change my you know my wardrobe or something somehow, or this I don't know how this is going to affect me. It's going to change his wardrobe, her wardrobe. I don't know what's going to be here. There's no telling where this might go. We might actually end up in (laughs) Ghanaydin. We, we might go to L'mhaba. If this goes this way, we might go to L'mhaba. So, the uh, so it, it causes a person to become to become worried. But but if you think about it, it's amazing. I can't believe that you're talking about changing. That's how people have given up on greatness, and that's it. Either that, or they're just so you know. It could be that there's some that are just completely ignorant, and they don't. And they have no idea that there's anything. They have no idea that there's such a thing as as madragas. But I think even these people people know that they're that they're tzaddikim, that they They understand there are madragas in the world. But what the Rebbe is saying is that they can't see that, that that that's something that's expected of them. That's just you know that's just for the people you know uh, that's for great people. It's not for people like us. This is the site of all machl- of all of our spiritual machlis. That's what the Rebbe says over here. They think that only tzaddikim, a great tzaddikim, have to work on themselves and to and to, and to be careful with all of these details, all of these things. But a regular Jew, I'm not, I'm not a tzaddik. You know, they ask them, how did that person get to be a tzaddik? They figure, well, the parents were tzaddikim, so they plucked, they plucked in the world. as a tzaddik? they you know, they don't realize that this person had to had to work on becoming a sage wasn't the didn wasn't born the Kabbalist so so he says that that this person thinks that dialogue look this is okay you know this is who I am this is who I am that's also that's that's the battle cry of every this is who I am what does that mean what does it mean for you to say this is who I am no one's saying that you should change your personality like you know that you shouldn't have a sense of humor or that, you know, that you have to, uh, no, so that you have to stifle, you know, uh, your true, your true, uh, uh personality. No one's saying that. But what does it mean when it comes to Avedis Hashem, this is who I am? That sentence, if you think about that sentence, that's the end of a person's Yiddishkeit. What do you mean this is who I am? That's not who you are. <laughs> yeah, but that's, you see, that's when it comes to an old dog. But when it comes to a Jew, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> because ain't mazal yourself. Because you're not a What do you mean? This is who I am. This is who I am. But this is here all the time. This is who I am. There's nothing I can do about it. Like the foolish child, the father realizes there's no point in asking this kid for this, for, to do this, or to do that. Because you know what? Am I? Listen. If he, I'm satisfied, at least you know. At least he, he does the basic minimum. And what does the father do when he sees that when he sees that foolish child sinning, when he sees him doing terrible things? So the father covers up for him and says, what do you want from him? He's, he's, he's an idiot. He's foolish. What do you want?" His father is making a very great mistake by not teaching, by not working with the child, by not growing, showing him how, that he could change, that he can grow, but just saying, "This is what you're going to do. You have to accept it." <coughs> <coughs> we already spoke about this. <laughs> the Rebbe says first of all, every single Jew has the responsibility to help in revealing from amongst the Jewish people that tzaddikim, the gedolim, and the gaonim. And it doesn't. The gaonim, of course, means the the great leaders of Torah, the great geniuses and teachers of Torah. Not everybody is. Not everybody perhaps can become. That gone, But he says, We learned before how the Shekhinah, Hashem is crying over the one who is negligent and who is lazy. And who ignores that potential greatness within himself. Because in Hashem's eyes, that's, Hashem sees you in terms of who you could be. Who you could be. So let's say you want to be a to yid. Okay, you're not you're not uh, you're not holding by this. You're not ready for this. You know this uh, tzaddik, godl and Go'on, You know uh, trip. That's not for you. You want to be a posh yid. So now listen, the Rabbi says. Oh, you want to be a posh yid? You want to be a simple Jew? Yeah. Imrak 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 yisrael poshut writes elias lomazay Yishkach, mahu yisrael poshut. So the Rabbi says, okay, so let's talk about what it means to be a posh yid. What does it mean to be a Pashtiyid, to be a simple Jew? But you know that the Tzaddikim loved Pashtun What does it mean to be a Pashtiyid? Yid? So a person, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean what, what, what the person on the street might think that it means to be a Pashtiyid. Let's look in the Torah about Pashtun We have Pesukah about Pashtun it says in Paschal, right? It says, every Jew, everyone, the Gedolim, the Gaimimim, everybody, is standing before Hashem, and it says in Paschal, that means the lumberjacks, and the, uh, and the water trakers, and the water carriers, Amcha, Paschli, and these are not Rosh now, right? So the Rebbe says, okay, let's see what the Rosh has to say to the, to the water carriers. The simplest Jews in the world. Let's see what the Baruch has to say to them. So the made it tonight with them. He called them together for passion and too. He didn't tell the water carriers, you guys, you know, just, you know, I'll, I'll call you in for Krias Yamsuf, you know. He said, you guys, you know, he, he told them the whole thing. He told the Pashtun he did the whole thing. He told the water carriers also that you guys, you're, the most, you're, you're, you're an you're you're a chosen people, you're an extraordinary people, and you have to keep the as brisi. the simple Jews, you have to keep the bris, you have to keep the covenant that we're making. Every single thing, and It means to be a yid. What the tzaddikim meant by Pashtas, uncomplicated. To them, was the sweetest thing in the world the pashtiyid. You know, uncomplicated. It's the sweetest thing in the world. That's all the stories that we have from the tzaddikim you know, about pasht But it means or what you and I was like to see fathers, or grandfathers, or someone was like to see a pasht yid and erlech They're they're, they're the, like the uh, they're the most the people in the world the pasht But that's what it means a pasht there was a there was a mice I cannot have say at least one mice in that. There was a, but this mice I told in the shul years ago. But I'm not going to tell the problem of the mice. I'm relying upon your memories. So there there was um there was in, in the in Lubavitch there was at the time of the at the time of the uh, I believe it was the Mittler Rebbe. It, it could be it was the Vashab, This maybe the second Lubavitcher, the Mittler Rebbe. I think. There was a there was a, a yid. In town that was, that was, that spent his life trying to raise money for, for, for poor people. He was a chash of a person, but he wasn't a tamakachim, it, was it was a plain guy. Plain, but he was, he was doing all these good things. So what happened was, it's, I'm sure you, 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 remember there was a, the, 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 was that he, he, there was a specific thing that came to him, that came to him, Ervium Kipper, an Indian to, to raise money to, to take a, to take somebody out, a, Jew, a, a father out of jail. That the that the anti-Semites put in, uh, you know, they put him in for ransom or something. And this yid, it was Erviam Kipper. So what's he gonna do? The guy if he stays in jail, they're gonna kill him. You know, he had to get him out. and He had to raise all this money, and he had already been there by by the time Erviam Kipper came around. Every penny had been had been squeezed out of the Jews of the uh, of the town. So he. he realized the only place that he hadn't, the only people he hadn't spoken to are the, are the lowest of the low, the Khever that's sitting, Ariyim Kippur in the bar, drinking, playing cards, it's not Khever. Can you imagine, I mean, in Ariyim Kippur, people are sitting there, so he, but he delays been bravery, he's there, Juzels, and he walked in, and he screamed out, he didn't, you know, and he said, Juzels, Rahmanib b'nei, Rahmanah. they, you know, merciful, the children of merciful, I have and they, and they were laughing, they couldn't believe it. So, so they, um... So they told him um so he told him, Listen, you Jews also I have a mice here, there's a father with children, he's in jail, the whole thing. So so you know they didn't. so the so one of the fellas says, Look, how much you need? She so says whatever, ten thousand rubles. He says, ten thousand rubles? She so says, You got it. I'm gonna give you a and he takes out whatever, he, he gives him ten thousand rubles, and he says, uh but on the tonight I want you to drink with us i'll give you like for each thousand you know for each glass of of beer i'll give you a thousand have yeah, have a good time so the kakava and he goes through this guy goes through and he's like he's he's out of it and he's and he's thinking how can do it? but he's got this so finally he drinks the, the guys are cheering him on and he drinks all he drinks the whole thing and he's totally like you know totally you know smashed and he and he just is able to barely wobble over the money to the place, to the jail and to get this heat out and to to just to like roll into this house and they dress him and he and he crawls into shul and he and he's uh and and it's just is he sits there in his spot, no one knows what's going on. He's got his head on the stand and and the middle of every they're getting ready for, they're getting ready, you can imagine what it was, by the middle of the Rebbe Kal-Nidre, and the, you can hear a pin drop, and the Rebbe is quiet, and they're about to say, Ozerul HaTzadik, and, and all of a sudden he screams out, Ten dollars, ten, ten rubles, the Reisah! <laughs> <laughs> he screams out, you know, so the island goes crazy, because you looks crazy, shikha on, y- on your kipper and his head's back on the thing. And then he lifts up against fifteen at the race, so that's it. <laughs> and he falls back on the thing, so they can't believe it. So they, so they, so they want to tear him apart. And Yom Kippur. So the, so the Mittler you, you know, Ruchakaidus, he says, leave him alone. He's already holding Nachniel, he's already holding after Shana by him. His takers and already. He's already holding Batayra. So don't bother with him. That's what a Parshat Yid was. That's what he means a Parshat Yid. When you see him, you couldn't, you, you wouldn't believe it. You think he's Tamashik or nobody. I mean, that Pashtas, that sophisticated people wouldn't do that. They would, they would have said, well, I think we'll have to have a, a meeting. <laughs> we're going have the committee. We're having the committee. In the meantime, the guy dies in jail. That's what happens everywhere with all these committees. They're, they're, we're going to we'll have to have a vote. About whether or not we should save this guy's life and what we should do. But a the year says, "What am I going to do? with yom kippur. It's not yom kippur. This guy has kids. I'm going to go. Uh, he has a wife and kids. I'm going to get him out. He's a Jew. That's pashtus, uncomplicated, without chachmas, but to do the right thing. And they have these Jews have an inborn intuition about what's right because they're so saturated with the dvar hashem. That's what uh, that's what it was by the zaydis and the Babis. They were so filled with the dvar hashem, and they didn't know as much as we know. Many of them, they didn't learn. So they didn't. They didn't go to yeshiva all the years. Certainly, the women, the bichlad, didn't go to yeshiva. But they had such a connection to the Dvar Hashem that pastus was, was that pastus was was something that their that their intuition that they, they were driven in such a way. That's what it means. That every Jew is a melech, is malchus. Every Jew is royalty. Means you're not stuck in this matzav. You could you could pull yourself out. You could change, right? The person a person that doesn't feel malchus, so he doesn't have to be a godly. He doesn't have to he doesn't have to demand of himself anything. I'm not a malach. I'm nothing. I'm a nobody. So what does he have to ask for? What does he have to demand any malchus? He's nobody. Zohi shisrael. That's a that's a posh de Yid. A simple Jew. A nation of kahanim. Which means, as, as the Mephashim say, G'dolim and Sarim, which means Chashuvim. A nation of Chashuva people. Goy Kadosh, a holy people. Tanay Yisna Kodesh Baruch Hu, etc. Rakim Kach Tiyu Yisraelim Atam, in other words, Hashem said, Hashem made it tonight. When he said that t'ilum Passover, which he said on the second day of Seven, which is called Yom HaMiuchas, the day of Yichas. when Hashem said that to, to Klaesla, he said, it's a tonight in Kabbalah's Torah. This is a condition to receiving the Torah. I'm telling you now that I'm giving you the Torah al-Tanai in the condition that even if you want to be Pasht, that that Pashtis means to be a king. It means to be a, it means to be simply royal. It means to be, to, it means Malchas. Umibachem nari Yisrael. She says, "And who amongst you?" He's talking to the to the Yeshiva Bachar. Who amongst you? Asher shalom Yisrael. Next page. Is there anybody that doesn't that doesn't want to be Yisrael? You might tell me. I, I don't I don't think I need to. Be, I don't want to be great. I don't need to be a tzadik. The rabbi says, "Forget. I'm not talking about that. Is there anybody amongst you who doesn't want to be a yid? To be a Yisrael? To be a Jew? This is the hakhanef shvuz this is this is this is the, the, the this is the pusuk th- with which we prepared for kabbalat torah at the mamlukish kahanim go called told us that that's how we received the torah and it says atatadarbani so rashish lepokzli yis say the, say this to b'nei Yisrael. tell the jews that they're mamlukish kahanim lepokzli yis tell them to tell them exactly lo <laughs> is there anybody who doesn't demand of himself to at least be a Jew? a Jew Yisrael <laughs> don't you really want to be a Jew with all of your strength and using all, all, all of your, your mind and isn't it true that I need to I need to work with all of with the life of my body and my soul to be zaychet to reach this level of being a posh the of being a Yisrael the The Rabbi says, certainly each one of you does demand that of yourselves then it can't be you won't notice your your it can't be that you're not going to be able to read the rest of the cipher it can't be that you're not going to be able to be honest about your chisrainus and get to work on correcting them, slowly work on, but it can't be that you're going to just say nah, it's not me, or it's I listen, so what, a lot of people have worse problems than that, it can't be and your heart will, will in fact be pained, and you won't try to rationalize. With all your strength, you're going to try to repair it to straighten out these problems. And now he begins with the most basic problem of every one of us. The most basic, and he's very poshot here in this parik. It's the simplest of all the chapters, and the reason is very simple. Because of what he just spoke about, he knows it's the nature of the lazy person to be to to make all kinds of excuses, not even to go on reading the rest of the safe. Because <laughs> I don't want look, what do I need? This, this is this is getting me depressed. This is getting me depressed. He's talking about he's talking about problems that that, that all my friends and family are afflicted with. It's getting me depressed to read about this stuff. And uh, you know, it's, 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 I, I was better off, you know, with the newspaper. So, the Rebbe knows his customers, and he says here, very passionate. Machlas he talks here about laziness. Now, if you imagine, when we're reading this, that that it's that the Rebbe is speaking Mamish to you, if you feel that way, I also feel that way, and we all do. So, there's no need for us to look at each other. It, 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 he's talking to each one of us. Laziness is that sickness which is most damaging. like etsuya bin and it's most common among young people. Of course, if it's not uprooted, then it continues as you get older. Certainly, like all like all problems, there are differences from one, from one guy to the next, from one kid to the other kid. There are differences yay snar otsel gomer you have the deluxe also you have the 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 guy who's an otsel gomer all oh, he's just an he's an he's not otsel he's an atslon he's perfected it oh hey on harbay he loves sleeping a lot villalah has bottle and he likes not having anything to do villalah bottle <laughs> Any work that he's given to do, it's a schlep. He feels that it's a, it's, it's a burden. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> this atzal, you'll always hear him saying all kinds of terutsim, always has answers, explanations, why he didn't, why he couldn't, why he wasn't. Always terutsim. He, he is the master of terutsim. Like in school, like in a class, you know, how, your uncle, what, what happened to you with your homework? I remember, I'm telling you, a Mesa Shahaya, that a guy said that he has, a, don't ask, he says, Rabbi, don't ask. That's always, don't ask. That gives him like a second or two to, to work on it. So he says, what happened? He says, uh, he says, don't ask. I know it sounds hard to believe, but I have, I have a, we have a pet dog. And then, you know, that's how the mice goes on. And I, you know, I, I you know how shocked I was when I saw him running away with my homework? You have no idea how shocked I was and, and worried. And but there's nothing I could do. I, you know, animals are animals. There's nothing you could do about that. So the share terutsim loy alu. The gate of terutsim of excuses has never been locked. <laughs> so the lazy person always has terutsim. Always. Al kol That's the sign of the Aslan. Always has terutsim. Kamar Yisham Posik. That's that's an that amazing Posik In Umar Omer Otzel Shachal harib Ben HaRachayvis. He looked there, you see. Mishal Malav says, The Otzel, the lazy person, Who had to go somewhere. He was supposed to be somewhere. He says, I couldn't go. There was a lion in the way. There was a lion. There was a lion? And you look there at the posik And the Because I'll talk about this also yeah it, maybe eventually there there was a line in the way but why to tell the truth that for six months there was nothing in the way and for six months it was clear sailing and now you know it happened didn't you see there's a there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's, a, uh, there's an Ari there's a line over there you can't go there well, how come you didn't go until now but this is the nature of the artsland. He's always a tzaddik in his eyes. He's always right. Since he's filled with tzaddik, with justifications, rationalizations, explanations. Not only that, if you say to him, if you point out to him, well how come that other guy got, how come he managed to get to the, to the, uh, across, across the, the street? How come the line, you know, how come he managed to get to that place to take care of it? So the, the Tehios has the an answer, the answer is If you, if you point out <laughs> he, is, he finds a million chisroin in that person Anytime you show him someone that's, that's a matzliach Anytime you show him somebody that's great So he has all kinds of, not only, not only does he not say he's talking better than me No, no, no He finds in that person all kinds of chisraines. He You think I'm bad, <clears throat> he's much worse than me why? Why does he have to always look down on other people? He always looks down on other people. <speaking in Hebrew> this way he's able to, he's able to be matdik himself in his own heart, he's able to live with himself. <speaking in Hebrew> he doesn't have to be embarrassed, nothing to be ashamed of. This guy's worse than me. <speaking in Hebrew> I don't have to be jealous, this guy, that he sits in mismedrash all day, or that he's, he's like this, he's so good, he's like, I don't have to be, mis- mis- I, I'm not jealous of him. ad you think I would want to be like him? I would never want to be like him. Al-She'ina Oyeved since he does, he does not, his avoyd is not like that person. Va'af im mischazik umis And even though maybe once in a while this guy tries to, this lazy guy tries to makehazik himself into work, you know he is something happy he's thinking he's trying to get to you know it's, uh, he's trying to he got in trouble you know he failed the Rebbe got him in trouble whatever it is he tries to work he grows weary of it very quickly he gets tired of it very quickly the rabbi is very generous here he says maybe a week or two <laughs> At the beginning of the semester of this man, maybe a week or two, he pushes himself. That's, that's when they had, that's when they learned Torah in the summer. So he pushes himself a little bit. He says, <coughs> "My mother always likes to tell me how, how uh, when uh, m- my first year in school as a as a kid." So in those days we didn't have like you know pre 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 like now they send the, the kid has to go to school before he's born. And he's, he's, but in those days you know whatever you went to school. So my my mother always says how how um, how my father couldn't understand. So he when I when I was when, when it came to the summer, so my father partially didn't understand. How come how come my doesn't go to school anymore? What's going on? I asked him I asked them what happened in school. I don't know like my mother discussed with him what I was doing. I don't know how it works like by them. You know, it's just a different way of thinking. So my father said, How come how come he doesn't go to school? So my mother had to explain to him that there's a summer vacation. My, my, my father doesn't my father think he still doesn't get it. Like what happens in the summer? He says when we were when we were where I come from, my father said we had Tisha but we were off. And the Rebbe was grumbling. But we were off B'Av. <clears throat> it wasn't the, the Zmanim. You have now, you have now the yeshivas are screaming the importance of Tere that the whole yonta of Hanukkah is Ped, and then the guys are off at the for two weeks for Chanaka. There's no learning on Chanaka. Hanukkah? There's no learning? The whole, the, and, and, and what are the, all the shmuz and yeshiva before Hanukkah were telling them about Chanaka is the victory of Tere over what? Over the darkness of Greece. Now fellows, go home and enjoy Greece. <laughs> That's what it is, like home, fellas. <laughs> I had students of mine that they didn't have this when they went to when they got older and they went to other yeshivas they didn't have this thing about this Chanukah, the Yeshiva's off, and they tried to like they they asked could you they ask could you give us a rabbi in Yeshiva give us a rebbe we'll, we'll get a couple of guys. We'll have a Shia on Hanukkah what's Hanukkah off? What kind of thing is that but this 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 uh this whole mahalach is something that the kids certainly the the boys certainly see through. Not that the rabbim don't deserve a vacation, but something that they should be learning to switch to get some guy to hire to come in for or something. But but it's a pella. So this guy at the beginning of this man at the beginning of this man, so he puts in like a good week or two. The Rebbe says. <laughs> so he says the Rebbe says that if Chassu Shalom. You have this midarah. If you have this, if you have this extreme laziness, laziness in you, the Rebbe says you gotta get to work right away. You gotta begin to, you gotta begin to uproot it. And we'll talk about how. You have to begin. It could be that, that, that most of the people in this category have stopped learning this already. You have to, you have to really, you have to go after this. Mu'us ubizuihi is disgusting. It's disgraceful. Like rot in the bones. It could potentially ruin one's entire life. This could ruin one's entire, with Parnas also. When it comes to husband and wife too. The Atzlan will not want to work on his relationship with his wife. He won't, he doesn't want to work on it. In other words, this is how I am. The same like we spoke about before. This is the, the atzlan. the Atzlan is always justifying himself. So the the fact that he was not, that he wasn't pleasant with his wife or with the kids. So the Aslan is always Mole Terutsim. Mole Terutsim. Like, you see, like Lahavdul, you see that, um, I was reading, I was reading a, a, an, an article the other day. So you see that there's this swara, there's this, the swara, of course, by the Palestinians is that, well, the reason, the reason, and the Europeans—the reason that we're anti-Semitic is because of what the Jews do. So, if the Jews—and that's the reason that the kids belong themselves. Up now, so, if the Jews, so if the Jews would stop occupying the West Bank, then they wouldn't be causing us to be anti-Semitic. That's the that's the svar, and that's is out there. That's no, that's that's CNN, that's Paris, that's London, that's the svarah. In other words, we've brought this upon ourselves. The hatred of the world—that's the same thing that the Nazis said, right? We've brought this upon—we've brought this upon ourselves. So the guy that was writing the editorial said about this svarah, he wrote a thing. He said, he said, you're right. Maybe, maybe Jews should stop earning money. We should stop uh, being successful in business. Because the fact that Jews are successful causes anti Semitism. <laughs> it's the same smurra. Like I should stop being successful because it's getting it's getting the guy upset. It's causing them to be upset. In other words, anti Semitism is not anti Semitism is totally is depending upon well, about about how that Jew acts. If if Jew is a nice Jew, meaning if he if he behaves exactly as I would like him to be, which means to be uh I guess to be in concentration camp, right? If he's a good Jew, the way Jews are supposed to be anti-Semitic, if he's the kind of a Jew that I don't want him to be, then I'm anti-Semitic. So this, this svarah, which we know is filth, this svarah that's so disgusting, la l'havda l'alfalfe havda'lis, is the kind of irrationalization that the Atschalin uses all the time. So the, the husband will say, to the, the wife will say, how can you talk to me that way? So the husband says, the reason I treat you that way is because of how you behave. So if you would behave differently, then I'll be a nice husband. That's the story. In other words, you're bringing anti-Semitism upon yourself. You're bringing abuse upon yourself. It's because of your chisranness that I'm abusive. Not that I have chesrenis, that I act in an abusive way. That a a good Jew, a real person, even if someone does something that he doesn't like, he doesn't have to scream and yell and carry on like a mishigna. He doesn't have to hurt and and, and take revenge. No, it's never that. It's always, because you act that way, mimela, I have to treat you this way. That's the svar. So how is that so different from, I mean, of course it's different. But but the svar is the svar of the anti-Semite. Because you act, because you're, because you act that way, that's why I'm anti-Semitic. How come? How come that's a, How come that's a terrorist? What's the terrorist? If you're a mensch, you're a mensch. You know, when you know you're a mensch? when someone does something you don't like, that's when you, that's when you realize what kind of a mensch you are. You know, in other words, what you're saying is, to, what you're saying. You know, you yell at the kids. What you're saying is that when you're a good kid, I'm a nice guy, right? Aren't I a nice guy? That's why you see when you do your homework and you get nineties, and you go to bed on time. You see I'm a nice guy? You see how daddy loves you? Daddy loves you. Daddy loves you if you get 90s. If you, if you do your homework. And, and, and if everything is fine. And you go to bed on time. Then daddy loves you. Then daddy's at tzaddik. That's not when you find out what kind of a father you are. You find out what kind of a father you are when the kid didn't do his homework. When he doesn't go to bed. And we he failed the test. That's when you find out what kind of a, what kind of a father you are. But but instead, and what does the father say? If you would get good grades, then you would see what a good father I am. You didn't give me a chance. Give me a chance to be a good father. Give me, you not it's not fair. You're just not giving me a chance. Give me a chance and you'll see you have the most amazing father in the world. You just don't know. Because, because you're such low yitzlach. Because you're such a failure. And because of your failures, you're forcing me to be so out of character if the kid had the say, he would say I'm not your, this is your character daddy <laughs> all I'm doing is revealing it to you that's all and it's a painful thing if a person thinks about it that's why the Aslan doesn't say that the Aslan blames the kid can you imagine you, you can blame a 6 year old kid for your me this. Is that really, there should be some reward punishment if I do well in school I get oh, uh, of course you have to raise it no, there's no Shiloh, I'm not saying that, I'm not going into that 100% you have to discipline, you have to teach and you have to, 100% to Have a reward and punishment, 100% and, and when I said that we see what kind of father you are when the kid fails the test doesn't mean to say I'm so proud of you and uh, keep it up <laughs> and you know, I don't want to ever see a good paper from you. That doesn't mean that. It means it means, but to work with the kid. I'm just talking about not going nuts. I'm talking about to to give a, a, a measured a measured response and how to deal with the kid and to work with the kid. I'm not talking about ignoring a child's problems or failures. chaswa That's not a parent. That's not that's that's the other extreme. That's ridiculous. Of course, that that, that means you don't love him. That means you don't care. You love a kid. You try to help the kid. But what I'm talking about how. How a, an adult can blame a six-year-old for his me this, for his bad me So it's a, it, but that's that's what happens. You, you blame the kid for your bad me this. And it's because, it's because, it's because of, of me, the little six-year-old, five-year-old, because of me, you're out of control. How do you let, how, you're an adult. You, you, you've been through a lot of things in life. How do you let a little, how do you let like a little, a little kid like me get you all worked up? <laughs> how do you get all worked up from that? But that's what it is. That's what it is. So it's always blaming the person. Well, it's your fault because you got me upset. Not that you have to be something. Why do you react that way? There are other people there are other people who don't react that way. How come you react that way? So it's not your Khissar. It's the other person's Khissarin. It's the wife's Khisaran, it's the husband's Khissarin, it's the friend's Khisar, it's the same thing. But it's not you. So the Rebbe says, listen, I, I demand of you, I demand that you answer me. He says, Bakr You lazy Bakr, I want you to answer me. Is it, I want, you, I'd like you to explain to me. Why is it that you're better than the rest of the world? Where do you have, where do you have this, these terutzim? Where do you get your terutzim from? The sun, the moon, they work without stopping. And the earth is being worked constantly. And the earth brings forth its, 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 moist, its moisture, its, its life force. That Hashem commanded the earth to give forth fruits. Hashur, the ox, the sus, the horse, v'chol behemer. Kulam vichol kecheche oivdim, They work hard with all the keiches. The only animals that you see that seem to have time on their hands are the ones that are destructive, they're dangerous. Those animals that are only seeking to kill each other, to hurt each other. They have nothing to do. They have a lot of spare time. Why did you choose to be like one of those? Like one of the, one of the animals that, one of the animals that just, just sit around waiting for the next, the next thing to pounce upon. He says, look carefully. Look how great, look, look at Chazal. These were people who were, who were the most perfected human beings imaginable. And yet they would, they would take Musa from everything in the world. They would want to learn from animals, from the good traits of an animal. They would want to learn from the good traits of a little child. For Rabbi Eliezer, Shemiyomav Hikdimulovla Besmedruch Kaidim Shabosha'ar Abanam Talmidim. Ve'Eichalotzes Achas Shakrayotze Kulum. Rabbi Eliezer, the Gemara tells us, was the first one in the morning in Besmedruch, and he was the last one at night to leave Besmedruch. And yet, when he Pamachas Rabba Baikish and made tziaazelva tevin va'ivdi asal this heshkimulei And one one day he noticed that the guys who take out the, the garbage collectors and the guys who work in the fields that they got up before him he he did what he he rebuked himself, and he said, these guys are going to do physical things they're going to make a panosa they're going out there to collect the garbage and they get up even earlier than me and I'm getting up to serve the creator of the world." And I'm and I and I have time to get up later than them. Do you hear this 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 medrash? you hear this Chazal rabbi, hear this way of looking at things? Could you post that in every single bes medrash, every single koyol, where where you have guys that could that could daven nine o'clock in the morning, could roll into some Shia at nine forty-five? You have to have a little bit of a cereal and milk and discuss the latest politics, and, able, and that's if it goes to Minyan. But a guy goes nine o'clock comes in 10 o'clock puts in a little bit of time but you see that the, you see that this guy's getting up the guy gets goes out to work gets up early in the morning I was I was, I was looking last night I was looking in the, the Hamadiyah. that's my Thursday night before I, go, I enjoy the I enjoy reading before I go to sleep the Hamadiyah. so they were talking about a certain Sadik from Hungary it was Guvaldiid my father my father saw him. And uh, if you see, uh, Rav Razner, you'll see if you have them. He was a Gavadagiyat. So I was talking about the Seder and the Yeshiva. It was in Sakhalite, It was a certain town in Hungary. A town that had 150 families in Hungary. And it talks about the Seder Hayyam. And when I'm reading this, I said to my wife, that this is, this is the Seder Hayyam that my father told me about. That he had in the Yeshiva when he was a kid in Yeshiva. 4.30 in the morning, he was wake up. 4.30 a.m. Wake up. The Rebetzin was making the food in the kitchen for the Bachar. If you're a minute late, no food. If you're a minute late, the guy that was waking up the, the, the Vakar, he had to go around to the different, they didn't have dormitory. He, they were staying in different places. He had everybody's address. He went to give a clap. He would leave before. He went to give a clap. There were, and to wake, up the, to wake up the boys and to come to learn Karitim before there was learning before, before mikvah, before davening. The Seder Hayyim. that's Seder Hayyayim. and with the and 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 is it a wonder that from that world they were able to bring forth people who are great in Torah, people who are great in Torah. You have to go waking people up now four thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> 4.30 in the morning. It's <laughs> 4.30 in the afternoon, you gotta wake him up. Forget about 4.30 in the morning. So how are you supposed to say, you're supposed to make Gedele, great people? You can't, you, you, how do you, uh, <coughs> greatness is, you can't be lazy and great. You just can't be. So, said, look, look at the head hey, These people, look how they get up early to go to work. They're go gonna perform me, and the last ones, to, and they come home after me. Therefore, he says, So the Rebbe says to the boys, to the odd to the lazy bach, he says, "So look, think about this." It's a construction worker. All day long, he's on, the, he's working. Well, nowadays they have unions; it's maybe a little bit different. I was always telling, I was always saying, every time I, when I would come here, the guys like had some sort of a break. The only one that's working is Mordechai. You no, know, the only one that's, that's not getting paid—he's working. But but everybody else is getting paid. They're like, you know, the, everybody's getting paid. Up? Well, it's eleven thirty. What happens at eleven thirty? That's it. Those are the—that's a halacha. So Habanai Ayed B'chal Hayayin to build the works. The guy works mamish all day. Algape Merayim Binyane B'Mesiris Nefesh, standing on the scaffold with Mesiris Nefesh on the building. Climbing, working, most Nefesh. The farmer is working And what about your own father? He says to the lazy bocha. Look at your father. How much perspiration? How much strength does he have to put into this? till he brings you home something that you could eat. You should be able, you want to get, you, want, you enjoy, you want to go to camp, you want to have a good time. You want to live like this, you want to live like that. Do you think about the, how, how hard your father's working? He says to the lazy bach of the whole world. This guy, so you have one person who's working, he's not, he's not physically, he's working with his mind all day. Zebey this one's physically working. from they're breaking themselves. Vatu telakbat And you baker he says you don't have a care in the world. Ya hilak battle. Lomazei Kalaluka Shamainva Auris. Why why do you live such a life that you that you should be cursed on in heaven and on earth? The Khizel Zelaimer and the entire world says one to the other, Reina, take a look. Anachna Vukhots Ainu. The, the stars, the moon, the the behemoths the grass, everything in the world is saying, we are working because the Creator made us to work. So he's saying, I they don't have free choice, I do. But we were created to work. And all of us are working. But this bocher is mitsasal. Is misas- he doesn't want to work. And he sees himself as greater than everybody else. And he's able to. And he's able to so he says, let's say you don't have this extreme case of laziness. And therefore, your body and soul haven't yet been completely sullied by this Indian of battle of, of just battling. <laughs> Don't think that frees you from trying to find within yourself that dust, that avak, that trace of laziness. Okay, let's say you're not an atzl, you're not an aslan. But what about the, what about the traces of, of atzlanis? Of Asher hisrapus shemo. Now the Rebbe says there's another name in Hebrew for that. Rafu yadayim. Hisrappus. I don't know how to translate that into English. Hisrappus. I think they might say slothfulness, but that's like that's a silly word. But uh, hisrappus doesn't mean lazy. It means it means uh, like a weakening. Lax. Yeah, lax. Good, good, good. Lax. Not lazy. But a lax, a, a more lax in what he in what you do, that's good. Even though it's not as dangerous as laziness, this tool, this laxness, if it takes hold of a person, this also will what it will hold you back from rising up to Hashem. Remember that the Torah was given from Shemaim, and therefore, that Torah is telling you that you have to constantly move towards Shemaim, and you're not and you're not finished. You have to constantly move and work towards reaching that place. It's a constant, it's a constant motion, a constant movement towards Hashem. And the only way, and the only way to reach Shemayim, the only way to come to that place is with constant, constant work on oneself. Constantly struggling, constantly moving. And that's what we were learning last night, the Torah from Rabbi Nachim, he explains the union of Nasef and Nishma. In the 22nd Torah of Chaysim Besai that's an amazing Torah in Lukut of Maran. If you have a if you have a couple hours tonight to be to, kadai to take to to take a look at it. It's it's even just to read the Pashapshat. Chaysem is one of the most difficult tires. But there Rabbi Nachman talks about Nasa Nishma. And Nishma means that what I'm keeping right now in my life, the Yiddish Kite that I'm able to keep, that I'm comfortable with, that's called Nasa. I'm doing it. Nishma means that step beyond what I'm doing right now. Nishma means to hear. It means to daven, it means to want. So Rabbi Nachman says that life means constantly moving me darga la darga, that what today is a nasa and is a nishma, that I have to work until I take today's nishma and I make it into a nasa, that it becomes, it's under my belt and I'm living that way now. And then I, that that creates a new nishma, a new state of hearing and listening for the next level I could reach. And all of life is nasa of nishma. And in between, he says, there are your let's there are your because any time you want to start something new, you have to go through that difficulty of being honest and questioning and trying. Therefore, you can go through your till you come to the next nishma. And you make the nishma into a Nasa. Invite the nishma. All of life is a constant series of naseh of a nishma. Ad ein safe, because Hashem is infinite. Therefore, your naseh of nishma is infinite, just as Hashem is infinite. One's avoid in Hashem is midarga la darga, Ad ein saif, without end. No, it's the it's the week of it's the week of Shavuos, and that's what Kabbalah that's what it means. Ataraisa, Ataraisa you can't get for eighteen dollars. Ataraisa costs more than eighteen dollars. Ataraisa means a lifetime of nafshi li mamish. That's what it means. Ataraisa das Keshem It's a life of hard work. <clears throat> and in order to in order to begin, we have to start by working on this mitzvah of atzlas and to be to live the right way, and to show the right way to our children lishma lulmoed velasa is l'karmes kol divrei ters Hashem biyahav. So good job. the so next next.